What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. That was a quick first hour. Uh, Linz, what do you got? Well, it's the first official weekend of summer, and one way you could celebrate in L.A. is at Foodie Land Night Market. Oh, I was going to say, come to the Sparks game on Sunday that I'll be doing on ABC. Or, or you can just watch it somewhere. You could do that, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you want to get out and about, uh, Foodie Land Night Market is... A foodie-inspired multicultural food and entertainment event taking place at the Rose Bowl this weekend, today through Sunday, and it's 3 p.m. till 10 p.m. The outdoor festival features over 150 food vendors, along with shopping, games, and live entertainment. Tickets are $6, and they're only available online. They will not be sold at the door, so if you want to go, you have to get tickets at foodielandnm.com for night market. So foodielandnm.com. I like it. Microphone needs to be on. Yeah. I want to go. Go. I probably won't. Like I say, I want to go, but I won't go. I mean, you do do this a lot. Let's have a let's have an intervention here while we're having this conversation. You do that all the time. Well, there's a lot of things that I want to go to, but then when it comes time to actually like doing them, I'm just like, yeah, I'd rather just no, not. She doesn't. It's in Pasadena, right? Because at the Rose Bowl, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty far. I mean, just get on the ten to the one ten, drive up, and you'll mm. be right there. Just take go 110 North. You'll run right into it. I oh. will defend her because I asked her if we were going to, we were trying to do like a girls Dodger game. And I was like, hey, you want to go on Sunday? She was like, I've been out too much this last, like this past well, weekend. I mean, She's like, I just want to chill. Two weeks ago, we had the Mandy's and that was like a whole weekend thing. And then last Oh my God, weekend, you haven't caught up on your documentaries. No, we were at the Damn. US Open. <laughs> like, you know, there's a, that's two weekends in a row of work things on the weekend, which like you guys wouldn't do. I mean, the Mandy's is like a once a year event for you and like Ireland, you know, like work outside of work hours. What are you like, talking about? I'm going to the softball game. Okay. Well, that's two, two, I guess. That's <laughs> I do a two, lot of events. Two per the, for the year. I do way more events than Ireland does. I'm just saying, you know, I, I feel those are really the only like outside of working days. Yeah, you were at the pickleball tournament? Yeah. I do all the events. You call, you did play by play for pickleball yeah. while playing. Uh, should I do play-by-play of the softball game while playing? You should. I, I should like just run back was, and forth. I like how this was Lindsay's intervention. It became Sedano. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, right, you flipped this on me. You I'm, flipped all the I'm script. saying is that you know, two two weekends in a row of work-related events. Now okay. the third one. No, nope, yeah, but that's, that's not a work-related event. You can go by not, yourself. But it's me going out and doing things, and I feel like I just need to like to just chill. You and can relax. take Chewy to the Rose Bowl. I, no, they don't let dogs in. I saw it. Mm. Only service animals. Which speaking of, get him a vest. Actually, he is a service animal. Oh. oh. Okay, yeah. speaking of uh, intervention, Sedano, um, it's not just Zion's scorn lady who's cranking things up. Just got a tweet from Stephen Drogers at Cam Brothers, was listening to the show. I think I'm the guy that Sedano blocked because I called him smug a bunch of times yesterday. No, that, ha, ha, ha. I must have blocked him by accident, too. Let me call in today to defend my oh. honor. Sedano can't call me names on air and think he can get away with oh, it. Oh, no, hashtag, but that's not the guy's name. It was Joe something or other. Hashtag smug-ass Sedano. No, it wasn't. Yeah, no, that guy, guy's name was not Steven. Oh. No. I, I was tw- the guy tweeted Cappy, so that's not him. Oh. So, so then you got you got blocked for something else. Also, allowing that guy to call in and defend himself to smug Sedano, ha, ha, ha. Like, that would be giving him the time of day, which, yeah. you know, no. you, you don't want to If do. you want to grovel, maybe we'll have a chance to discuss... But no, you're not calling in. Andy, I, is this not the Steven Rogers show or whatever his name is? <laughs> does he have a little like mug kind of? 
little uh Let me take picture. a look. Because he tweeted at me saying that he wanted to call in too. So no, no, no. This guy has an in, avatar with, it looks like a bottle of Hawaiian punch. Oh, uh, no. And okay. two No, because the, that, that was not the name of the guy. It was like Joe G or something like that with eight numbers. No. So now what we're getting is I think there's like different accounts of the same person because- Oh, great. Maybe. Oh, you got burners, Steven oh. Rogers? I think there's burners here because I'm going to show you mine and it's not the same guy. Come on, guys. Get it together. Let's do something I mean, more productive seriously. with our time. Look, I don't- look. Who are you guys? I have no idea who Sedano has blocked, who he's feuding <laughs> with, whatever. Like, I'm just relaying the I message. Don't, I don't block a lot of people. I'm relaying the if message. If you got blocked, it was either I meant to mute you, and I probably had one too many tequilas, or you deserved it. It's one or the other. Oh. There's really no other. He didn't add Sedano in this thing, so I needed to pass it along. Mine right. either. I come from the school of Ramona Shelburne, where if you say something nasty, you're blocked. Bye. Like, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Dave uh, Days on the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust says that blocking is healthy, both in uh, and it's good in both basketball and uh, sure. social media. He's right. <laughs> good he point. Yeah. See this guy, you're not. He did actually tag you on this one. What's you're, his handle? It's former underscore athlete. Oh no, that guy's in the community. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's he was a, fighting with me yesterday because he was saying that I was a sellout to Jaime Hawkins because I wasn't defending him. Well, I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, what? Like, who defends brown people more at this place than me? Yeah, there was yeah. A, there was a long me back too. and forth Beto there, and Beto jumped in. No, but I'm just saying, yeah. like on the air, you're yeah, right. You. But no, that I think what? he's the one with the burner that's trying to contact no, you. No, you he's tweet, he just tweeted me now. Yo, he's you, like, you were not here. defending or not defending Hawkins. You just said to, Miami wasn't going to draft him. Right. That's all you said. Right. About it wasn't even an indictment on his play. No, you just said I don't think they. But he called me a sellout yesterday, and I didn't block him for that. He wow. he's, on the, he's still in the community. He did apologize. He did apologize. After the fact. He did apologize. He said that was a little strong and probably a bad well, choice of words. Yeah, I was just like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, I, I I'm as big of an advocate for diversity, but particularly for Latino people in this place. I literally start every Mandy's when I jump on stage screaming about Latino people. Yes, you do. He got he mad does. at BSM because they didn't have any representation. I, I literally told say. them to go bleep. Whoops, yep. I put I did the middle finger. Oh, we um, are not on YouTube. Yeah, then? we're yeah, not. We're not. We're not. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. No, you actually. I was okay. I can do this. I literally gave them the finger at BSM. <laughs> You've actually called out the station that you work for. For not for having enough people. Why do you think Beto's back here? <laughs> Thank you, George. I appreciate that, too. <laughs> this is why I'm You were here. here with me. You were here before me. Um, bleepity bleep bleep. Where's the thing? Oh, here's a good drop. I have messed this that one up. This is such bleepery. Thank you, Lindsay. All right. This was supposed to be your intervention. And, it came about me, <laughs> and, at the, and at the end of it, the conclusion is I'll probably just walk around the marina and go to the, you know, the what's it called? The, the farmer's, farmer's market. market with Chewy. Girl, that's not a bad life right yeah. there. Though. I'm not saying it's not a bad life, but, you know, go explore Pasadena. It's a beautiful part of town. I lived I there for a number of years. Actually, I went there when we I went to one of the games. Um, I went to the game with Sliwa and Mesa and I we walked around afterwards and had a great time. But, you know, I've never seen it in the daytime, really. It's beautiful. Old Town mm-hmm. Pasadena is great. You can go hopping to the different restaurants yeah. and bars. I used to work. I used to bartend in Old Town Pasadena. It's really? awesome, dude. When it was just me and Kelly and Aria, when it was just one kid, and we had, you know, she was old enough for an iPad. It was the best. We used to literally just go to restaurants, hang out. We try different mm-hmm. places. I don't know if the place still exists, but there was a place called Barcelona. We used to. Oh love yeah, going that, that place is still there. It's yeah. popping. That place yeah. has been popular a long forever. Time. Bodega, yep. like on Paseo, like right. uh, Bodega, they they expanded yeah. and they have a great wine. Barcelona selection. outlasted the place I worked at. I went to a really oh, great ice cream man. place when Staff I was there. Is still there. A really great ice cream place, like a mom yes. and pop place? Yes. Oh. Do you remember what it was called? No, but I'm going to look it up. Now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now that, those were my uh, clubbing. 
Oh, Camping Grounds, come on Estapa, now. Barcelona. I love, Fifth by the way, that the uh, you know. need to know music is still going. I mean, it is what you <laughs> need to know. know all I love it. it. We've expanded this. It's great. Yeah, we totally do Brought not to need to know. You know, by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. So that's the ninety minutes from wherever you are. So there you go. Um, yeah. So I used to go play basketball all the, all the time. I used to live off of Orange Grove, mm-hmm. and I used to go to the L- L.A. Fitness. Yeah, I used to live right off the two ten. Nice. Um, and I used to go to that L.A. Fitness there. Um, by Foothill. And not Equinox, which is also in... No, nah, man, I ain't paying for no Equinox. I'm just not saying... Paying, I ain't paid $200 <laughs> for no gym membership. That's <laughs> my, ridiculous. My old job used to pay for it, so I was well, like, Well, if they paid for it, that'd be yeah. different. Equ- Equinox is nice. I have yeah, been yeah, as a guest. Yeah. But it's like, I ain't paying $200 a month to work no. out. Mm-hmm. Wanderlust Creamery. Oh, there you go. Uh, I'd never been. But Locally I'm sh- owned and operated. Nice. I did not know that. Good for them. It was good. But yeah, I used, and they had a Vallarta there on um, oh, that's that's in Pasadena place. too. Um, I'm trying to remember where it was. I could look it up, but there was a Vallarta. I remember. Uh, you yeah. had to drive a little bit though, no, for that. Not not that far. No. Oh, okay. No. I did stay out there when I went to the game. Yeah, it it's on the, Fair Oaks. The UCLA okay, right uh, USC game, I think it was, and I stayed out there yeah. at. One of the Marriott hotels, one of the like new oh, ones. Oh, there's well, there's like the there's AC a bunch right autograph. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a bunch right there in nice. Old Town. Yeah, there's a bunch nice. of hotels yep. right there. Um, I loved living in Pasadena. Um, Pasadena is great. It just we were in a house that we were renting. It just got too small. And we were going to have a second kid, so it just we had to roll. Pasadena is so, a good area. That's how we ended up in the South Bay. I did miss the water too. It was rough having to drive like ninety minutes to go to the beach. That- if you don't live near the beach, yeah. going to the beach is such and a I hassle. And I love going here. to the beach. It's such a hassle. Yeah. Is it? I love going to the beach. Yes, it is. Oh, it is. Especially if you have kids. Okay, well, that's see, that's different because you guys have kids. Like, for me, I love the beach. I'm a cancer. Like, my birthday's rolling in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I love the beach. I love going at night, and I hate that we barely got sun right now because it's been cold. But I love going to the beach at night. I don't think it's that bad. During uh, any time of the year, but particularly during the summer, you can find me anywhere from Redondo all the way to like Venice. Like, and I, you'll find me somewhere, Santa Monica, even like it, you'll find me somewhere out there. Mm-hmm. Um, because I love all the, I love being at the beach. But with kids is a huge bleeping hassle. First of all, yeah. depending on how small they are, and they can't actually walk very well with their own legs, that's a big problem. Because then you got to get either. A stroller or one of those wagons, actually. But you need a special stroller. You have the wagons. Yeah. Regular so one. I guess who had to lug the wagons? You know uh, what I'm cool. saying? Like, you. And then you got to deal also, too, with little kids, the beach bathrooms, right. which are always awful. Nasty. Gross. Yes. Nasty as hell. <sighs> yep. No matter where they're there at. There are no workarounds when you have little kids. Correct. So, um, yeah, it's with kids, it's a huge pain in the ass. And then when you when I lived in Pasadena, it was 90 minutes on a given day to get there pretty much because of traffic. And then another 90 back. That's mm. a long day. Yeah, okay. I could never not live by the beach. When I moved out here, I was like, why live here unless I live by the beach? Yeah, I get it. I mean, if I'm... It's hard. It's not everybody can afford it. You know I, I, mean? I was going to say, I can't afford... I would yeah. love to live by the beach. I can't yeah. afford it, but... But we, we loved... Pasadena. Pasadena's loved it. nice, yeah. Loved it because of close. the ability to just have so many things there. Mm-hmm. And it felt like, you know, it's like its own little part of town. It's it great. Is, yeah. yeah. So. But what I needed to know is I don't got to have kids. Right. But <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, Lindsay, one more time, tell the people what's happening at the Rose Bowl. Uh, Foodie Fest. What is it called again here? Foodie Land. Sorry. Foodie Land Night Market. Yeah. At the Rose Bowl. Foodielandnm.com. Yeah. Pepe Mantilla, the Spanish voice of your Los Angeles Lakers, texts in and says, uh, I defend Latinos, ask MT. Yeah, MT doesn't. Well, every, Hi, Pepe. Every, every time he works with Michael, 
Pepe is defending Latina, Latinos, it's just always Pepe. Right. He's just defending himself yeah. no, against right. Michael. He has to, because Michael's always attacking <laughs> right. him. Exactly. The, it's not so much that he's defending Latinos, he's defending Latino. Michael is a freaking snake, okay? He will. He is all about Michael, okay? Don't get it twisted, Yes, homeboy. Absolutely. All right? I, you ain't fooling me, old man, you and that <laughs> broken hip of yours. He's all the right? sweetest. Please. He's so sweet. He's a wrestling character. Michael is truly one of one. Like I, I <laughs> Oh, there's no question about like, that. People I'm sure get a sense of this Michael, on air. Michael would take Pepe out in two seconds if he could. Yes, he would. He'd take you and out, he, Pepe. He, Don't keep your eyes on us. Keep your head on the swivel, he Pepe. He would take Pepe out in two seconds and then charm the hell out of us after doing it. Where we'd all be, oh, I can't stay mad at Michael even though he just took out Pepe. Who's also sweet. Pepe's the sweetest man in the world. Pepe is the nicest man. But Michael's... Pepe, watch your back with Michael. Every time you're... You're a nice man. He's he's He acts nice, but he's not so We're nice. learning a lot, by the way, too, in the circle of trust. How many people are, blo are blocked? Who's blocked? Yeah. People are now calling out Lindsay. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, don't be a jerk, you know? Don't be a jerk. You that's true. Blocked. Don't be a jerk. See, that's funny because I feel like for me, I, I want to like... How do you block people in the circle? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Like I know how to block no, you, no. like on the. No, no. If thing. you're if you're if you block them, they could still be in the circle. You yeah, just won't you see, just don't their, see their, their, uh, their tweets. Just it, you can block someone. Yeah, that has yeah, nothing to do with it. Right. They'll stay. Oh, then still I can block and they won't get away. Like they won't be out of the circle. No, they'll still be in the circle of trust. Oh, they y'all just revolutionized my life. You also have moderator status, though. You could take someone out and remove them if you wanted to. I feel like that's not for me to do, but thank you. I'm just saying yeah. you have that. You, okay. Lindsay, um, Chris, right? Chris, and Cappy. Listen, Cappy if anyone ever me. says anything where you feel strongly enough where you need to kick them out, then, you know, you kick them out. Mm. I think yeah. it's only happened like once or twice, but, you know. There have been some, there have been, I've had to come in and be the school teacher and be, children, <laughs> stop. I Besides like, the bots, though, of course. I know. was going to say, I feel like our circle isn't like bad. It's like one no, person I, that will like leak in there. Every once in a while when like a new person comes in, they don't realize it's a cool, it's a safe, friendly space. Yeah. You know, it's not like some other spots on the internet, which will, will remain say, nameless. Right. I'll say it. I'll say it. No, no, no. I, I don't will, want to give it any. I was going to say, I will say that I think it's kind of not odd, but like there are a few people in there that go in there and only tweet about like Mason and Ireland. And it's like, this isn't, this is the Sedat on Cat oh, circle I, of trust. I don't think that many people go in there and tweet about Mason There's and Ireland. There's a couple like particulars that like really? go in there and like they'll be listening to their show and like it has nothing, like we're all looking at it like we don't, we don't always listen to their show and, oh. and don't know what they're talking about. You I know? think, I think the reason for that, Lindsay, is because the other one doesn't engage as much. No, and, they don't. It's just, you know, you know I mean? Mason and did think, for like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the reason they go to ours because we do engage and- Yes, there's a lot of like jabs here and there, you know, but it's all in love. No, what I've said but is, but I feel like you there, know, there's ball busting is allowed, but it can't if it gets personal, then we have a problem, mm -hmm. yeah. and that's how it works. Um, you know, Andy and Brian are in there; they see it yeah. what, what goes on. Can we just keep going at this point? Because we're yeah, just, yeah, that's you know. fine. All we right. we have a short break anyway. Yeah. All right, good. so let's talk about the Astros coming to town here real quick. Um, 
And Rob Manfred. So did you see this Rob Manfred story? Yep. So Rob Manfred apparently this week decided, oh, hey, yeah, you know what? This Astros thing, I probably screwed up on that. I mean, really? You know, we were just talking about Dame. Like, what are you doing? Like, why? At this point, Rob Manfred. Why now? Like, what? Like, people had already kind of moved past this thing. For the most part, there's always a little resentment. But the Astros kind of got lucky with the pandemic because they didn't have, like, the full venom of Major League Baseball like they would have gotten had that not happened. And then they ended up winning, which kind of sucked, too, like, if you were, like, anti-them. Um but now Manfred brings this back, and they're here. I have a theory on this. You think he did this on purpose so people yes. will watch the series? I. Th- you just said, said it goes away. Right. There's three ways he could have answered this question. He could have just said definitively, I made the right decision the way I handled this. Correct. Which turns all the anger on Manfred, but who cares? Because everyone is always mad at the commissioner of their sport Anyway, the, the commissioner is a meat shield for the owners. That is, that is what they do. He could have said, I'm not going to revisit this, which turns it into a non-story. Like, it likely doesn't get picked up. Nobody's talking about it at all. Right. But when he gives a sort of apology, but not really, but lets you know, yeah, maybe there was a better way to do this, he keeps the Dodger fans mad at the Astros. And feuds are great for sports, and baseball has so precious few feuds. It doesn't, they're always, we're always talking about baseball needing more attention, needing more characters, all that stuff. I think he wants to keep this going. Let them be the villains. Yes. Because you need villains. Yes. Because I mean, look, yeah. if the Astros aren't the villains, yeah. the hell are the Astros going to be? Right. Like, when is the last time anybody has cared about the Astros before this? Like, you got to go back a long time before Nolan people, Ryan. Like, yeah. You got to go a long time before people cared about the Astros. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. For. Oh, every. Listen, having a villain is great. It's, yeah. it's funny. Okay. So, if you really look at it, the highest the ratings have been in the NBA, okay, post Jordan on a like regular basis was the year LeBron left Cleveland. Yep. That year. Every and the NBA game, no matter who it was, it didn't matter if it was the Heat or not. The average was like almost two and a half million viewers for every NBA game. Now, granted, a lot of those Heat games are doing like three and four and five million, which probably made up for a lot of it. But nonetheless, there was more interest because there was this unified feeling of those guys are terrible. How dare they team up together? I think this is exactly what Manfred How wants. How dare LeBron do that to little old Cleveland? The Dodgers are one of the biggest fan bases, <laughs> not just in baseball. <laughs> Lindsay's nodding her head. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Dodgers are not just one of the biggest fan bases in baseball. They're one of the biggest fan bases Cleveland Rocks. in sports. Yeah, sorry. You keep them angry, yeah. which means you keep them engaged. You yeah. keep the story going. 100%. If people are mad at the Astros, what does Rob Manfred care? Oh, I agree. He's so, like, so you're saying he's Vince McMahon, right? I think he is playing four-dimensional <laughs> chess. Like, I honestly, I think Manfred handled this really well. <laughs> I, I can, I, you can sell me on it. I, I kind of like it. If that was the case, I'd have a, a, a much larger respect. I, I, that's my theory. Because like otherwise, like, what's the point of like a, yeah. yeah, maybe I made a mistake, but I don't know. Maybe I didn't. Like, what's the point of that? Yeah, I like it. Uh, you know what, Manfred, I take it back. Andy's convinced me. Yeah. He should hire you. Should hire me. Yeah. I mean, but do you guys think that they really need to do all that to get people to listen? I I think I do think villains in sports help. I don't think there's any question. Look, the NFL 
has been climbing to being the monster for a long time. But I'd love to go back and look at it. Let's go look. If we could find the ratings for the NFL at, during Spygate, Deflategate, all those gates with the yep. Patriots, I bet you there is a pretty good spike in that stretch of look, time. You need a team in sports to resent. And it's been a long time since the Yankees were like dominant enough that everybody could just automatically resent them. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I've always said that there are a couple of like college football teams. When they're good, everyone, like they're polarizing. Mm-hmm. USC is one. Yep. Notre Dame is one. The Hurricanes are one. The, um, not Texas Longhorns, they're really never. Miami had that period. Right. Those three teams, though, for sure, are, when they're good, they're incredibly polarizing. I don't think there's any question. You know, you could say what you want about Florida State, Bobby Bowden. I don't think, I think they were like, they, those were like, people loved Bobby Bowden. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he was a lovable character, right? Um, but those three teams, particularly, are br- were brash about it. They were like in your face about right. we're better than Which you. Which is, by the way, the Astros say what you will about the cheating. They're brash. brash. They're brash. It was over the top. And they are, I mean, they did win the World Series after that, too. So that didn't. Oh, no, look. Yeah. They're legitimately yeah. good. But the point is villains matter. The yes. Yankees in baseball are always generally the villain. it's been a while since they've really given you a reason to care. Correct. Correct. That's the thing. They've been kind of like there in like the mix. Like they've been in the ALCS, but they haven't been in the World Series that many times. And yeah. it's just like, yeah. So I'm with you. It's my theory. It's why everyone in baseball has been clamoring for a Yankees-Dodgers series because you feel like you'd get like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You'd get that feeling of these are two teams that people hate. But until then, Manfred, the, the Astros are going to do, are going to make do. Yo, he's going to make sure everyone yeah. still remains mad at that team. Yeah. Um, I just want the Dodgers to actually be consistent again. Like, and I get it. Okay, they've got a real young team at a lot of positions right now. Okay, they got Michael Bush and they got Miguel Vargas and they've got uh, Outman and you know there's a bunch of guys that are playing regular amount I was gonna say minutes because we were talking basketball earlier but a regular amount of games and they're in this kind of in-between phase where they've got these three studs particularly in their everyday uh lineup right in Mookie Freeman and Will Smith and they're kind of trying to supplement this with young guys I think long term Beto and I were talking about this yesterday I think it's great for them because it will extend their window even further but you're going to have to deal with some of the growing pains, which means you may not win the division this year, but you may still be in the wild card or whatever. It's not this, the dominance that you've had of recent, uh, recent times. The one thing I think will screw up the Dodgers in terms of with the fan base, there is a perception and narrative, and I don't think it's inaccurate, that they're keeping their powder dry to get Otani this offseason. Yeah, it seems like fairly obvious. If they don't get Otani, then what? There are going to be a lot of Dodger fans who feel like you were willing to crap away this season to keep everything ready for Otani, then you didn't get But what get would him. they have done that would have made that big a difference right now? I don't know, but you're also asking fans. I mean, where would you have gone? Jacob DeGrom, who's already hurt in you're, Texas? You're yeah. asking fans to be rational about this. No, for sure. I get you. And fan is short for fanatic. I get it. But yeah, like I, I just don't know if there was that big move for them to make this offseason anyway. I'm not sure there was either, but it has appeared like they are keeping their money tucked away. Bro, I get it. To give $600 million of it to Otani. Do it. Yeah. And, and it, it would be incredible. They would be, not that they're not already kind of must-watch TV in a lot of ways, but 
this year, because there's a little bit of struggles, I think you get some of the casuals may not be as interested than when they were, you know, on pace to win 107 games or whatever, right? People are more interested in watching a winner. But I think that they get Otani. Oh my God. Like it's every night is going to be an event oh, for absolutely. at least the first year. They are truly yeah. must see TV yeah. at that point. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about it. But um, so coming up in a few minutes, we're going to have the award winning, back to back award winning Radio Tinder. And then. Yeah. And then we're going to have this story about Aaron Rodgers that you have uh, in your rundown today, which to me, Aaron Rodgers, I just I've become I've I've I waver a lot on Aaron Rodgers. I I loved him initially. Like I was like, he's one of he's arguably the greatest passer I've ever seen, like combination of quarterback I've ever seen. I feel like Patrick Mahomes has kind of exceeded that at this point because he's a better physical athlete than Rodgers was while also having this incredible cannon and like accuracy and all that. Um, But Aaron, Aaron, I feel like is exploring himself as a human being. And part of me, even though I, I may not agree with it, I kind of understand it. I think we all go through different phases in life. And I think that his existence seems like someone who has dedicated a lot of time to his craft and probably not a lot of personal time. Yeah. So I have no issues with it, but I still think it's pretty hilarious what he's up to. So we're going to get into that in a little bit. But coming up next, the award-winning radio Tinder, Aaron Rodgers' is wild story at 545. Uh, Andy's in for Cappy today, 710 ESPN. Thanks, Christopher. We're, <laughs> we're playing this theme because uh, this is the anniversary of Pocahontas coming out. No TV shows today, but Pocahontas. Okay. Tracks. Yeah, I would agree. Great movie. Probably it was a great movie. One of my top five favorite Disney movies. Really? What are those top uh, five? Hmm. Just out of curiosity. Uh, I would have to think about it. I mean, off the top of your head, it's fine. Lion King, for sure. Uh, yeah, for sure. Great. Circle of Life, yeah. Uh, Little Mermaid. I'm not a huge Little Mermaid guy, but I get the whole under the sea thing. Yeah, the original yeah. was like, that was my jam Yeah. when I was little. That was the first movie I ever saw in a movie theater, was Little Mermaid. Okay. Really? Mm-hmm. Aww. Trying to think, what else? Mulan's one of my faves. Uh, what about like the Toy Story movies? Oh, that's a okay. good one. You don't like? You're just like, eh? I would say Cinderella. How about Finding Nemo? That's a good one. Yeah. That's a cute one. Um, what's another good one? Y'all don't like Mulan? Aladdin. Oh, Aladdin. That's the other Aladdin one. Yeah, Aladdin is. Yeah, sure. I think Aladdin is still very um, like. You can watch the the Robin Williams Aladdin over and over again. Still, yeah. very re, very rewatchable. Yeah, I don't I don't really like or I haven't really enjoyed the uh, live action remakes of most of the I Disney movies. I have not movies. seen them. No, no. Like the Aladdin one to me, it was not. It did not look wonderful. The Mulan one, I was yeah. not a huge fan. I fell asleep. No, yeah. I like the original Mulan. My daughter wants to watch this Element movie. The oh Pixar my god, one. go! Yeah, it's so good. I cried. Oh, really? I cried. It was... Re- Sorry, Lindsay. I like, totally... No, it's really good. I went and I took my my sister's five chicklins, and they loved it. Yeah, like, I, they, I, they loved I, I gotta go. We'll go at some point. I mean, I'm also taking them to Summer League, so there's that part of the equation. I mean... I mean, they're Oh, you're that guy? Out. You're there to take the kids to Vegas guy? Well, they're gonna be in the pool all day. That's a very... Mm. Uh, I'm in a lot of Vegas fake Facebook groups. That is a very divisive subject matter there. You will see people go at each other over whether or not to take kids to Vegas. I don't have kids, so I don't know. But it's funny watching people like fight, yeah, fight but, over really? it. I, oh yeah. I don't. Mm. I don't know. Like I, 
I don't know. I see people that were kids all the time. You know I was going to say that, yeah. You're also, I know, I, I, that's what I'm saying a lot. Of, like, half the people think, like, how could you ever take your kids to Vegas? I mean, and there's then, other parts to Vegas that aren't the, you know, salacious nighttime insanity. You know? Correct. But yeah. you're going for work, so I think it's different. Yeah. Do you think that I just you want would, to spend the weekend, I want my aw. family to be there while yeah. I'm there. You know? do, do you think you would ever take your, your kids to Vegas just for fun as, like, a family trip if you weren't there for work? Uh, probably not, but... Yeah. I know people who've done it. It's just, it's weird though. Like It's I, weird, I think. It's, it's, I don't think it's inappropriate, but right. for somebody who... My first experiences with Vegas, it was well before it started becoming more family kid friendly. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just weird. It's way more kid friendly. Right, yeah. I know that. There's a ton I, of stuff for kids. I know that. Like I said, yeah. I don't think it's inappropriate at all, but yeah. it is weird for me to wrap my head around the idea of taking kids to Las Vegas. Right, like well, planning a trip there. Because to me, I, I see in my head, the peop- the parents want to go to Vegas because they want to go to gamble. And so they have to justify that by, or they have to take the kids and make it a family trip. And so they have to justify it by finding things to do for the kids so they can enjoy themselves. And it's like, what do you do then? Do you just put them in the room for the night while you go out and play slots or whatever? Well, I mean, you don't do that. I mean, if you have like someone there that can watch them, that's right. different. Sure, but, but I feel like there's a lot of planning that needs to go into that. Also, you can go and gamble. I don't know. That's just my, yeah, I don't know. My I'm, friend- I'm not there to gamble. I'm there to work, so. Right, exactly. My friend um, has- two boys and they're huge like sports fans so now yeah, the kids I feel are gonna be at the games a lot yeah really. i think that is also different yeah now yeah. i think now i think that's why there's a lot of kid-friendly stuff too because like the raiders are there and then they have their hockey team so i think because WNBA of that team there's yeah. soon to be a baseball oh, yeah. team yeah so i think yeah. for those reasons it's not as weird anymore but pre-sports yeah that's weird. i'm just telling, I, if, I mean there's at those summer league games there's always a ton of kids I mean, there's always a ton of kids there regardless, I feel like. And sometimes I like will even be a jerk about it and be like, oh, you having a good time there, buddy? Walking through the casino? You enjoying yourself there? It's just weird for me to just wrap my head around it. Even though, again, I I don't think there's anything objectionable about it at all. I am just the Vegas that I went to, and I haven't been to Vegas in a long time. I was going to say, because of what you did there. Yes. (laughs) Right. But, you know... My, my daughter's here. I know, that's why <laughs> I was like... This is the one time I know she's actually listening to the show. By the way, speaking of your family, Acam, your brother Brian has checked in and said, went to went for three days last summer, had a great time. Yeah, so there you go. with the fam. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I and I'm not saying you can't have fun. To me, I just like, you know, I just... I, I don't know. I don't have kids, so I don't know. What do I know? Yeah, and there's uh, uh, the the off uh, strip tours too. What's the uh, the um... Fremont? The no, 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 like, not yeah, Fremont. Well, yeah, they've got go karts and helicopter tours. Yeah, the helicopter and... tours. That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've seen kids there. Yeah. Yeah. Just, my Vegas was just decidedly not kid friendly. Oh, mine neither. No, for sure. Mine it, still is. But now it's yeah. way different. No, my Vegas was barely because appropriate for adults. To, to Lindsay yeah. and Laura's point, now there's a hockey team. Oh, sure. There's all these sporting events. So, yeah, there's. I'm telling you, every year at Summer League, there's a ton of kids in that arena. A ton of them. Like, a lot of them are probably cheap. the players' kids. Well, well no. Um, it's I'm actually kidding. it's cheap to go to yes. Summer League. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. you can, for like 30 bucks, you can be there for like all day. It's essentially oh, okay. a basketball buffet. Yeah. Like, you just sit down and there are games and games and all games. day long in it's two fan- arenas yeah it's they, fantastic connect with each other so like for people listening now if you've never been to summer league it's try actually to go. a really cool event it's and really it's fun really cheap yep. you can for you know for like i said for you could spend interesting. like interesting cheap tickets is, are like 30 bucks yeah when's the last time lebron played in a summer league game no when he was it wasn't even in vegas then i was gonna say did, did it doesn't sometimes don't some of the stars show up and play like in a game 
Yeah, I think Durant did it one year, but it was like I a long Kyrie time ago. I, I remember. Year. No, no. Two not, years ago? No, no, absolutely not. Okay. I remember, Jared Allen played in one like in his fourth year, but okay. that's about it. I remember seeing Lamar Odom play in a summer league game, maybe like his fourth year in. Right, but that's max you know, what you and, see. And, that, and that's very exception to yeah. the rule. Right. Yeah, no, it's very rare that you see anybody past their second or third year playing in, in summer league. Um, if anything, they just want to maybe get some run or whatever. But uh, all right, Radio Tinder, sorry, go. Okay, so earlier this week, Tesla CEO Elon Musk posted on Twitter saying that he was up for a cage match with Facebook slash Meta founder Mark Zuckerberg. And Zuckerberg is apparently up for it as well. He <laughs> responded to Musk's suggestion for a cage fight by saying, send me location. And then Musk said, how about the Vegas Octagon? Well, then yesterday, UFC president Dana White said that he spoke with both billionaires about it and that he's already in the early stages of planning the fight. White said, quote, this would be the biggest fight ever in the history of the world, bigger than anything that's ever been done. It would break all pay-per-view records, which I feel like he says that about every fight. Yeah. But anyway, mm -hmm. do you agree with Dana White? Swipe left or swipe right, George? Swipe left. No, I would I would not. I don't think that many people would watch it. I think I you know me. I hate these celebrity things. OK, hate them. Everyone wants to see Elon Musk get punched in the face. I mean, he though. would. The problem is Zuckerberg is actually like he trains like martial arts and jujitsu and yep. stuff like that. Like he actually would crush Elon Musk. That's why I'm going swipe right. I think people would tune in to see it. Yeah. I, 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 just, just give me the clips on the Internet. I'll be fine with it. I'm not paying for it. Well, that is true. The payment part of this. How I'd long pay for that one? I'd pay for it for no. sure. You no. got to find a sweet spot. You can't make it too expensive. Like I'd if pay you, for 50 bucks for it. Like if you charge nope. it like a regular UFC fight or a pay-per-view boxing match, that's too expensive. But if you went like 20 bucks, 25 bucks, I think you could make a killing off it. What was the Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor fight? I feel like that one was pretty It was like like 30 or 40 bucks. Like it wasn't a normal Yeah, you you, you got to make it a little fight. less expensive. Yeah. A lot of people in the circle of trust saying they've been taking their kids to Vegas recently and they're like Talking about going bowling with them, going to see games, uh, do the movies. They walked around. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, there's I mean, water parks there in Vegas, too. I've stayed at South Point, which, like, you don't even have to leave that place. They've got, like, a whole... They've got the rodeo there. They've got yeah. the movie theater. But, again, I feel like it's a little bit... I don't know. I don't know. I guess, again, I don't have kids, so I'm not going to judge. And but. there's a ton of arcades there. Oh, yeah. They all have arcades yeah. now. They're actually yeah. building a new one inside, um, like, Luxor. And where it goes into the mall part over into Mandalay Bay. I know that there's one in New York, New York. There's one in Excalibur. Yeah, I remember Brian actually told me when they went to Vegas, you know, he just called in and said that the family went there. They went to some pinball museum and his yeah, kids I've been there. It's really cool. loved it. Yeah, they it's cool. loved it. All right, what's next, Linz? All right, attendees at the Glastonbury Festival this week were shocked to see a man flying through the air using a jetpack. Glastonbury, Massachusetts? Uh, Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, a man flying through the air using a jetpack land on the grounds of the legendary music gathering. And it turns out the man was using a jetpack to get to the music festival to deliver some pizza. Hmm. As part of the unique stunt, the delivery driver was filmed picking up boxes of pizza from a local Domino's. He then took off from the parking lot, zoomed across the countryside before landing between rows of tents and delivering the pizza and then taking off again. Do you guys think that we'll see jetpack pizza delivery like for real in the next five years? Swipe left or swipe right? Andy. Swipe left. Yeah. It, Same. Pizza delivery is too uncomplicated to require jetpacks. <laughs> like, what we're going to start seeing, though, is you know those, like, they look like Wally, 
There are always those little delivery yes. oh, like wagon yeah. robots. Domino's apparently has yeah. a bunch of those now. That's going to be the future of yeah. pizza delivery yeah. is just those things showing up at your house. Yeah. But it's it would not be cost efficient to implement jetpacks to bring in your pizza. Like you're going to lose money in the exchange. Yeah. I, I feel like aren't jetpacks like isn't there some type of legality or something with that where like are you allowed to just fly a jetpack? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, talk to the FAA or Remember whatever. Remember when yeah. there was a huge deal when a guy was seen flying one here in LA near the airport and everyone was freaking out about it? Yeah. Because I feel like there's some type of like, you know. Yeah, the FAA probably doesn't love it is my yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah. Plus so, so many pizza delivery people are like teenagers or like young 20s. You really want them on a bunch of jetpacks flying around? I could see drones though. The drones, like, you know, I know they got to get the whole airspace, uh, FAA involved, whatever, but I feel like drones, because they've been, they've been doing that with Amazon packages. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Mailman Matt with a funny tweet in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. Did you even have a childhood if your innocence wasn't ruined in Vegas at Circus Circus? Fair point. <laughs> so there you go. I know some people that refused to go to Vegas as adults because they they were, you know, it was ruined as children. Like, my dad made me go there once for a Mike Tyson fight and I had to sit in the room the whole time and... And I went to the arcade and, uh, you know, seems kind of miserable. I don't know. I think kids love it. it well, now, like, now, yeah, 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 back then. What's next? One more. Okay. A new report from the Recycling Partnership found that most Americans believe recycling is positive, but that most people don't do it. The report found that more than half of all household recyclable materials in the country end up in the trash. That's partially due to people's confusion about what can be recycled and mistrust in what is actually happening to the items that they put in their recycling bin. I'm, I'm like the latter part there. Is your household serious about recycling? Swipe left. Oh, my God. Left. We have a Lomi. What are you talking about? Like we compost, for God's sake. And I gave one to Kaplan's daughter. But composting, okay, so... But I, no, we if we do that, we clearly <laughs> well, recycle, is say, my point. I, my mom is very hardcore about recycling. Like, when she uses, like, the pizza sauce, she is rinsing the thing out and drying it, because that's what you're supposed to do. And you actually aren't even allowed to recycle, like, pizza boxes, because they have grease on them. And so then it, it doesn't get recycled. It ends up in the trash, which I didn't know that until somebody told me. So... That being said, I feel like there's a lot of steps to like make sure that you're properly recycling. Yeah, if if that's the definition there, Lindsay, my family, I guess, swipe left. We want to be serious, but clearly we're not. Like we care. Polish up. Polish but up. We're obviously not doing a good enough job if, if that's what qualifies as serious. I had someone tell me in my um one of the waste management people that came into my parking comp- apartment complex and told me it all goes to the same place. And here in Marina Del Rey, it all goes to the same place. And I was like, so you mean to tell me that this special bin just for cardboard boxes and whatnot, like that doesn't get recycled? He's like, well, the recycling place is at the dump. It all gets mixed in together. And I was like, oh, okay, good That's to know. Depressing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That is Radio Tinder brought to you uh, by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. All right. Coming up next, Aaron Rodgers calls for acceptance mm-hmm. of psychedelics. Freaking out, man. Let's do it, Aaron. All right. We'll get to that in a second. Was Carly Rae Jepsen even alive in 2004? Yeah, that's uh, when this song came out, isn't it? No, this one came out in 2012. Oh, okay. 2012. So she, she had to. She then. was like 16 or something like okay. that yeah. when the song came out. I think actually, I think she has a new song out. She does have a new album. I saw something recently because she was talking about how much like, you know, the internet was a jerk to her because of the song. 
And then she like went into hiding for years and now she's like reinvented herself. It is so great. If anybody has not seen this, you can find it easily on on Twitter, YouTube, whatever. The succession, I guess it was a rap party. You saw basically the whole cast in this circle doing this sing along to this song. And you can tell like they're just so incredibly happy. And they're just like they it was a cast that seemed like they for all the talk about tension between Jeremy Strong and Brian Cox seemed like this cast really liked each other but seeing like uh what's his name the the big tall Swedish guy Greg played yeah. no played Matson who played uh, oh Skarsgård uh, yeah yeah seeing like Skarsgård who's this big physical presence rocking out to call uh call me maybe is hilarious this song is an earworm man it really is yeah it really and is. I felt like in 2012 on the internet, everybody was doing this call me maybe thing like on video to themselves. Right? It was huge. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty big deal. Um, speaking of pretty big deals, Aaron Rodgers, pretty big deal. He is a big deal. He is calling for full acceptance of psychedelics, says hundreds of players have asked him about ayahuasca. Now, um, I don't know if you were here when we had this discussion, but um, so for a couple of weeks after Pablo Torre left um, the company, he, uh, well, he hasn't left completely, but he left his... Transitioning. Right. He uh, he still does like PTI around the horn, but he left his regular gig, which was doing ESPN Daily. So I did it for a couple of weeks, and one of the stories that we did was an E60 feature that was going to come out about psychedelics, about psilocybin, uh, magic mushrooms, mm-hmm. and uh, about uh, these former athletes who had dealt with a lot of head trauma, particularly... Uh, and dealing with a lot of emotions and depression and even potential suicidal thoughts in some cases about how psilocybin administered in this retreat that they did in Jamaica was really helpful for them. They were able to kind of really take get rid of a lot of the demons, for lack of a better phrase. Right. And, you know, and then after that, there was more treatment after that. But that was kind of like the initial breakthrough. And now, I, you know. I know ayahuasca falls in a similar category. Um, I would, uh, you know, I would prefer that stuff be done in a controlled environment, like a retreat. Which is what it sounds like Aaron Rodgers is actually advocating. Correct. Um, But I I do think that, like, I I don't know if it's for everyone. Because in that, so when I did the ESPN Daily thing and I talked to the um, Kevin Von Valkenberg, right? Uh, who was the ESPN reporter who did the the story for E60. And I asked him, well, did anyone like bad trip? And he said, yeah, there were some moments where like people were freaking out, but everybody was there to like kind of, you know, bring them back. And, and it was, you know, very helpful. Yeah, you essentially have a tour guide through your trip. Correct. And he was also telling me that, uh, you know, there's been some experimentation with some veterans, obviously, who, look, man, if you've been in a war, like you've seen some of the craziest atrocities yeah. you could ever see and envision. Like, I, I I know a person who was in the Middle East, and I mean, he gets really emotional even just thinking about it. Okay, so like I get that. So I'm I'm kind of with him on this, um, but I I don't know if it's for everybody. Not everybody can handle it. You know? No, no there is. It is definitely not an experience for everybody. Like, who's the least capable of handling it here? <laughs> is it like Morales? Because he's got the, the bravado? There, I think it would help him. There's a, it's okay. weird. There's a part of me that feels like Morales is least equipped to handle it, and there's another part of me that feels like 
it's probably there's so much stuff in Morales' system at all times, like it just cancels itself out. Do you think Ireland just continually pivots the entire <laughs> time we're tripping just to different subjects? Am I nuts or yeah. is this trip amazing? I feel like for people that are like kind of high strung, which I guess John kind of like falls into that category, he admittedly doesn't sleep a lot. Yeah. I feel like for people in that situation and like are like high energy, high strung people who get, you know, I, I feel like he, he would be. This is what I would say about it. Ireland. What I, I don't know if Ireland is least equipped to handle it. Yeah. But there's nobody at the station more potentially, I think, likely to exit the mushroom trip a totally different person than John Ireland. Mm. Like nobody, I think, has more room for a 180 post mushrooms okay. than John Ireland at this station. What about Slee? I was going to say Slee. <laughs> Slee's kind of a hard nut to crack. I feel like Slee is somebody who probably has done it before, but would never tell anyone. No way. Yes, no. No. Not a no chance. Way. No. Not a no. No. way. No. Again, he would never tell you. He would never tell nah, anyone. Not buying it. Uh, no, no. I, I, I agree. He would never tell anyone. Right. I just also don't think he'd Still do don't it. Yeah, same. Same. I'm with Andy. Slee, that would be really interesting. Yeah. It would just be him having hallucinate, hallucinations. He's so mellow, though. It'd just be him hallucinating, like... Yeah, but I'm sure he's got to have... Like, I mean, you know, listen, there was uh, there was some time there where, you know, him and Mason in Ireland particularly, you know what I mean? Can you picture, <laughs> like, all of his hallucinations? He would just be seeing, like, Nick Van Exel and, like, Eddie Jones and Anthony Peeler. Oh, man, Cedric Sabal. Eldon Campbell. Right. Eldon Campbell. They're all right there, man. I can touch them. They're right there. Vladdy <laughs> Divac. No, shit. Jack, don't don't leave, man. You can stay on the team. We'll work it out, man. That would be his whole trip. It would all be Laker related. Oh, that's funny. It really would be, probably. Oh my god! What a waste of mushrooms. Uh, right, right. Because he'd just be talking Lakers history with us, you know. Man, like he'd be like, "Man, Chick Hearn's sitting right next to me." Chicks, look, if they had just kept. Kobe and Eddie Jones together, man. They, they could have played in the triangle. I'm telling you, they could have played together, man. Oh. Yeah, I feel like here it would be an interesting battle for sure. Yes, it really would. Um, I feel like Mason would be totally fine handling oh, it because he's just done enough stuff oh, in his life. It's like a Wednesday for Mason. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like he'd be able to handle it pretty well. Yeah, Mace would be able to handle it pretty well. What's Cappy like? Oh, Cappy would bug out, I think. I think eventually he would bug out because Cappy, if you notice, he's got sometimes his eyes wiggle a lot. You know what I mean? Well, they're, wiggle, like he's wiggle. always kind of like left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. There's a lot going on in Cappy's oh, yeah. head as yeah. it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that like that's the thing about something like then yeah, you just start vomiting all that stuff, mm -hmm. you know. Also too, you got to be ready because it can last a while. Oh, like you got to buckle sure. You got to buckle in. Yeah. Gotta be ready. It depends on, how, you know, I would imagine on one of those retreats, they give you an amount, a lot of, well, so in this E60, um, they talked about they would give you this tea to drink, and it was uh, prepared based on height, weight, things like, like that. Mu like mushroom tea? Yeah. It supposedly is the most rancid tasting thing on the planet. And they would mix juice with it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They would mix ju a juice with it. Um, but they would prepare it based on, like, you know, your stature. You know what I mean? So in this case, on this in this show I was watching, there was, like, a former boxer and a former offensive lineman. And, like, you know, so those guys, you know, the guy was, like, a lightweight, a you know, not, like, a heavyweight boxer, right? So, like, that guy's not getting the same thing as the 300-pound offensive lineman, you know? 
Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So they in those places, they give you, in theory, a dosage that would make sense. Well, what I think is interesting about this, though, because it's kind of related to what's gone on with marijuana and all the right. dispensaries opening and stuff like... Oh, dude, we talked about this the other day. Could you imagine, like, you're, Ricky, we were talking about Rashan Salam for some reason. And I was like, Rashan Salam, may he rest in peace. And Ricky Williams, particularly, like... Ricky Williams had his career derailed because of cannabis. Yeah. Because of weed. Like, think about that now in 2023 terms. But we also, though, we because the we've seen this with marijuana, and we're starting to see this now more with psychedelics and mushrooms, yeah. and like uh, microdosing and things like mm -hmm. that, these are becoming industries. And when they become oh, yeah. industries, yeah. you d you have more people who understand how it works. Like, I want to make, make it clear without just full-on advocating this for everybody, like, drugs have come a long way. Yeah. Like, in, in terms of just what is accessible to you, yes. understanding exactly what it is you're getting. Yeah. Like, you know, if you go to a dispensary, you can read what this is yeah. that you're taking as opposed yeah. to a while back, you're just basically relying on the word of somebody else. <laughs> you just reminded me of something, quick quick sidebar, of since you mentioned Succession earlier, of like Tom's bachelor party, and then Greg was like, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Kendall, what do you want? I'm supposed to kind of like watch out. He's like, ketamine, man. Just give me some ketamine, man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, look, and, and but football particularly, Andy, like Ricky Williams told people like at that time, he's like, yo, my body hurts. Yeah. And you want to pump me with Toradol and all these pills and that stuff's going to ruin my body, like the insides. You know, I'm already ruining the outsides. Like you're going to ruin the insides. So he, that's why he was like, this is a better way for me. And he was ridiculed at the time. But it same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Like I'm sure there's plenty of players who are like, bro, I'm in pain all the time. You know, I've got crazy thoughts, right? Like, you can't collide for a living and not have not have some ramifications. Well, I mean, so much of the way this this country treats just the broad subject of drugs is just, and the acceptance, whatever is accepted, whatever's taboo is. It's changed in the 70s. In this E60, it talks about the Nixon era really changing right. all of that. Like, yeah. what has an industry behind it? Yeah. Because... You know, Toradol and all the drugs that these guys get pumped up with to get out on the field, these are all part of a pharmaceutical industry. Oh, so sure. therefore they big become, pharma. Right. They're big pharma. They become considered legitimate. Yeah. For a long time, marijuana was not part of a legal industry. Right. So considered illegitimate right. and then then taboo. Right. The minute we've decided that we are shifted on this societally and you put actual legitimate industry money behind it yeah the attitude on it totally changes yeah ricky williams by the way his uh company you know what it's called his cannabis company no heisman <laughs> very smart i like that uh it's right here in, in southern california i like that. uh all right coming up next sad story for a former laker we'll get to that coming up in just a second plus what you need to know in between andy's in for cappy 710 espn